This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, you know us on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We are moderately obsessed with real estate and other uh you know, high, big, want to be rich. big ticket items of the those celebrities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, whenever we talk about their big ticket items, we do a little celebrity, hey, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yes, and today we are going to be aboard a $46 million super yacht with... Chris Jenner and Corey Gamble and more. Wait, do we have to be on the yacht uh, with them? Yeah, no, because okay, that's a story. That's part of the story. So, okay, fine. Um, I just want to take you on a journey with Chris Jenner and Corey Gamble. Um, they've been trying real hard to get the world's attention aboard a yacht, and not just any yacht. But wait, there's more. I'll tell you about that yacht in just a moment. Because I saw a story online. Well, first I saw the stories of them trying to get attention on a yacht, and I was like, okay, well. We must be in yacht season because mm-hmm. here we go. There's literally a, a yes, yacht. Yacht. Uh, so uh, there was a, uh, yes, it was yacht season. And I saw a picture of Corey Gamble grabbing Chris uh, Jenner's behind. Ooh. And that was literally the story. And I was like, okay, so this is great. But then, but then I found out more about the yacht they're actually on. And what's going on on that yacht and who else is on that yacht. Okay. And I thought, we need this story. Can I just pause and say this is one thing I love about Bradley Trainer Is Bradley Trainer sees a salacious photograph of somebody grabbing somebody else's butt. And what he's more interested in is the yacht. And not only just interested in the yacht, does the work to figure out what yacht this is, where it is, and what we can learn about it. Yeah, exactly. Because when I tell you, well, also, like, do I want to... I mean, yeah. Am, did no, I show up for the picture of no. Corey Gamble grabbing Chris Jenner's butt? No, but no. you didn't scroll on by Bradley Trainer. No. No. In fact, uh, I I dug a little deeper and found that Corey Gamble and Chris Jenner... What? I'm just glad. <laughs> Nothing. Go on. What? You said you dug a little deeper. Uh, of oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the picture right. of him grabbing her rear. Okay. Yes, you know that. Okay. Uh, the yacht they're on. The yacht they're on. The yacht that they are on is none other than the very yacht that I was parked next to in St. Bart's but months ago because I, too, am a fabulously wealthy superstar <laughs> celebrity with my own high-priced yacht. Not at all. I was on a cruise ship. We were on an excursion, and we were out the, on this little, uh, whatchamahoosits boat. What do you call them boats? The dinghy? catamaran? No, it's not a dinghy. <laughs> I was okay, on I, a dinghy. I, I mean, I can be a little fancy. I was on a, you know, a Renta catamaran. And we were parked literally next. I could have swum over to. Weren't you snorkeling too? Like, yeah. didn't you try to yes. get close? I mean, I, I was not going to get that close, right? Because I, I don't know. They have like mechanical sharks that'll eat you. 
But I was next to Flag. Flag is the name of the yacht owned by Tommy Hilfiger. That is the yacht that Chris Jenner and Corey Am- Corey Gamble are currently on. And um, just so you know, I found out a lot of the details. In fact, uh, Tommy Hilfiger and his wife, D Hilfiger, are actually on the boat together with Chris Jenner and Corey Gamble. Oh. And the four of them are bebopping around one of Holly's favorite locations, the Amalfi Coast. And in fact, currently, the boat is parked off of Naples. Hmm. And they're hanging out, probably doing some high-priced shopping. In addition, to rent this boat, now like the weekly charter rate, I, which I'm assuming Chris Jenner had, did not have to pay because she right, was, she a, was guest of, a special guest. A mm-hmm. guest of Tommy Hilfiger on this. And if you saw this yacht, this is not like the biggest, most ostentatious yacht I've ever seen. It's actually of the like super rich yachts we saw when we were in St. Bart's. This was maybe on the more average end of things. But the 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 yacht itself uh, runs for about $340,000 a week. Okay. And, um, you know, no big whoop. Oh. It's 204 feet long. So uh, it boasts the Tommy, and I will say it did boast the Tommy Hilfiger color scheme. Like oh, the yeah. pillows and everything are all red, white, brand. and blue um, yeah. with the logo. Uh, it's got 14 cabins, or excuse me, 14 guests in seven cabins, additional crew of 17. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of other, you know, rigmarole surrounding the, the, the actual cruising speed and all that you don't care about. But there is a gym on board, uh, formal informal lounge areas, sun deck, cinema, sizable pool deck, water toys. It's Ooh. gorgeous. It looks and it's for sale. You can buy it for like twenty Why or forty six million. Forty six million because you know, rich people gotta get bigger boats. You can get a different boat. Yeah. I mean. Anyway, so listen. Um, what I'm just saying, it? like you got that money lying around, you might want to swoop up that yacht. I mean. But see, here's the thing: they're gonna sell it for forty six million. But remember, you got to run that thing. And staff that thing. I just, I yeah, no, I mean, you got to be super wealthy in order to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is I'm actually like surprised I didn't realize that Tommy Hilfiger and Chris Jenner went way back, but it should it surprise us in the least. Well, I actually was curious about their connection. Like, yes, it doesn't surprise me that they go way back, but what, how, where? I'm assuming it's business what? related, right? Yeah, because that doesn't make sense. I'm sure they, uh, you know, they have been out and about with, you know, uh, these folks before oh, rich people gonna rich. They sure are. Let me tell you something though. This, um, like, if I were going to have a yacht, I'm not gonna have a yacht. This is the exact like this because you're right. It's not like some of those super yachts that are you yeah, cannot fathom them. It doesn't have like a helicopter thing, right? I mean, I'm sure you could probably land a helicopter on that. I don't know, but it, it seems to me it seems very manageable in the super yacht. Like livable apartment. There's a gorgeous pool on it. Um, is it just the four of them? That's what it, the article said. I mean, I don't know. They could have other guests, but it appears to be just the four of them in this giant uh, experience on the Amalfi Coast. Oh, it is gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely beautiful. What were you gonna? You were gonna say something? No, I don't know what I was gonna say. I'm just looking at pictures now. I know. So you get lost <laughs> in it. It's like Debbie Gibson. You get lost in its eyes. It's beautiful. Um, and also, can, I do just want to say, when you start to like click around and you see all the cabins, like they could have, like you said, 14 guests yep. on this thing. Seven cabins. Um, these four people can be on this yacht and never see each other. 
Because there are like two oh, living sure. areas. And I'm sure there's that, decks galore. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, it's probably like my house, mi casa es su casa. You know, like my house is your, my yacht is your yacht. I don't know how to say that in Spanish. But, um, you know, I'm sure they're not like, you know, playing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they are playing cards or whatever, but they probably have dinner together. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the rooms. The rooms are, you know, fabulous. Mm. Um, I would say like I have no desire of the things that I want in my life. I would have no desire to have my own private yacht because I want to be on a big boat mm-hmm. that somebody else is doing everything. Yep. I just have to show up. Yes. I don't want to be responsible for it. No. Nope. I don't want to be paying for it. No. Nope. I just want to show up. Yeah. I mean, this is the way to do it. To some islands. You know, be friends with someone who owns a yacht. Right. It's sort of like, I mean. Or pretend to be friends with someone who owns a yacht. It's like we always say in Minnesota. (laughs) You need a friend with a boat and a friend with a cabin. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. That's all. It's true. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for taking us on yes. that journey with them. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, somebody neither of us wants to go on a journey with, but oh. she's still trying to take us on one. Ooh. Tori Spelling, oh. after this, on My Talk 1071. Well, um, Tori Spelling's trying to make us talk about her, and so well, we're so gonna. Let's just oblige. <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, Bradley, why we got to talk about I wish we Tory. had like a Tory Spelling opening. It should be very like Beverly Hills 90210 or something. I don't know. Um, because we've talked about her a lot on this show. Well, she is now strutting her stuff in a crop top and jean shorts amid claims of a trial separation from husband mm. Dean McDermott following 16 long years of marriage. This is a headline I just read in the uh, Daily Mail yesterday and thought to myself, nobody cares and it's not real. Stop. Stop stealing stealing our time from ourselves. Exactly. Well, so then I, because I, look, I'm a sucker for a Tory Spelling uh, experience in the same way I'm a Farrah Abraham sucker and a uh, (laughs) Mama June sucker. I'm just a sucker for a hot mess express. And Tory Spelling has been on this hot mess express trying to get the media to believe that she and Dean McDermott are having a rough patch in their marriage. Now, look, I don't know the true nature of their actual relationship, but what I do know, because we follow the media on a regular basis. Oh God, I'm so emotional. It's my oatmeal. Mm. Um, What I do know is that Tory Spelling has like made it a cottage industry to get tabloids to pay attention to something that's not actually there. In this case, trouble in paradise. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen this whole trajectory. Oh, there's trouble in paradise. Oh, things are going to happen. Oh, I'm walking around with a notepad that says I got to call my lawyer. And check out uh, an estimate on the pig pen. And Exactly. And every time it involves a photo spread that shows up in Shutterstock or mm-hmm. some other newswire with a series of photos of Tori Spelling like, oh, the photograph guy just caught me out and about uh, perfectly well, fully face of makeup. Like nighttime makeup, by the way, uh, yes. and wardrobe um, out and about at like noon, uh, you know, for something that nobody would ever show up for right. on any other given day. Nobody's going to walk around L.A. Mm-mm. unless they're seeking attention when they're Tory spelling. Mm-hmm. So that's how we arrive today. Yes. Now, Colleen, have you looked at the photos? I literally was just pulled in. Uh, to them and scrolled through them with a fine Good, because now I want you to describe to the listener who can't okay. see this experience what we're actually looking at. I mean, okay, so Tori Spelling is wearing an incredible 
incredibly low-cut sports bra type top with a you know a, a high-waisted I don't even know. There's got to be a name for this kind of new jean style that oh. we saw Kim Kardashian wearing. High waisted f- mom or mom jean cutoffs. But it's like the full. But what I'm looking specifically at is the way that the fly like folds over itself. So it's almost like a paper bag, waisted, like cinched, fold over. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's like this asymmetrical situation. But yes, mom jean cutoffs, high waisted, and then she's got like a kimono style shirt over it and she's carrying a and then a sports bra she's wearing a sports bra right right and she's carrying a purse uh on a chain is that chanel it's a chanel purse um and like you said bradley she's full makeup big sunglasses yeah, hair that's, done that's evening face that yes. she's got on and literally there is nothing in this article other than a reiteration of the things that we already knew which is that allegedly supposedly People are saying that Dean McDermott and Tori Spelling are taking uh, time off and having a trial separation. They've not said this. Like nobody is right. Nobody directly connected is saying this. But this is the storyline that comes out. And the only reason that storyline is coming out is because Tori Spelling constantly needs to get attention. Can I point something out that I find interesting about? This storyline and this photo spread yeah. that they didn't bite on. Okay. The last photographs of her in this spread wearing this outfit, she's like, I don't know, she's holding her sunglasses up by her boobs, uh, pursing her lips. There's two sh- photos side by side that almost look exactly alike, but her hand is slightly different in them. Yeah. That's her left hand. Do you see on the left? That's her left hand. What's on her left ring finger? Her wedding ring. Her wedding ring. Yeah. Look at it! To which I would say, I think what she's trying to do is do the walk with her wedding ring to get keep people guessing, but the Daily Mail didn't bite on that part. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because this is the storyline that they're trying to push, but the thing that gets people talking is the push, the the back and forth of it. Like, are they together? Aren't they together? Mm -hmm. They're not together, but then we saw them together, and then, but then they're not together. So, like, we saw that they're not together. They're on this trial separation, but there she is wearing her wedding ring. Yeah. So, um, just so you know, and what what the Daily Mail is doing is taking all the photos that Tori Spelling wants them to take. And was uploaded to Shutterstock. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
And then they just regurgitate all the news that we know. It's not like they're doing any reporting over the Daily Mail, but they do reference that Us Weekly article, which I think we talked Mm -hmm. about. And in there, they say, uh, as if this is a thing, they know, that is Dean and Tori know, they know divorce will be expensive. And it's not something they're willing to go through right now. They both feel trapped, as if that's a reason why they're not getting divorced, but they're just going to do the trial separation. Ah, um, yes. Well, meanwhile, I'm doing this paparazzi stroll, putting on display my mm-hmm. $10,000 Chanel bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, she is just still working real hard to get somebody to think that any of this is worth... Not. It's not for us. Mm-hmm. This story is not for us. Mm-mm. It is not for the average viewer. Mm-mm. This is for people in Hollywood right. that she is trying to convince you need to take a chance on us so that we can have a show again and you'll get all this wonderful narrative. Right. Like we're, we've got so much drama in our lives. Here it is. Yeah. Because otherwise I don't know what it's for. I mean, people like attention. Sure. There's, there's, but there are far easier ways to get attention. When you're Tori Spelling, then to you know, crafting this lazy narrative. If I were Tori Spelling's friend, which I'm not, I would sit her down and I'd be like, Tori, I feel like we need to refresh the narrative. <laughs> like, I feel like we've tried this, we've tried the relationship show, you've done the craft show, you've done, I mean, you've done a lot, and I want to honor that. Mm-hmm. But what can we do that's new and yeah. fresh? Yeah. Maybe or how it's about time. like just stop? Also that. Go. I mean, like honestly, like <laughs> no. that. Like, but also, I think she has a lot of bills to pay. And yeah. Not a lot well, of guess what? Stop in. spending money. Right on I your mean, Chanel bags. Live, live your life within your means. Right. I mean, I don't know. She can do whatever she wants, but I am not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna just stand idly by while she tries to manipulate us through the also, media. Isn't Dean like working? Isn't he working on I'm a show? Sure. Girl, we're not going to fall for it when we come, but we just did, but we won't anymore. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, we call them after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, hey. And uh, we call those celebrities behaving badly D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your teabag, Bradley Trainer? I saw that. <laughs> what? Yeah, your mouth said you. My mouth didn't say <laughs> nothing. No, uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, not D-bags. Uh, but the not. British tabloids are. Why? Because of this headline. Oh, great. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are in a last chance saloon with the royal family. Also, what? That has got to be a Britishism I'm not familiar with. I don't know that. They're in a last chance saloon. I could be swearing. I don't know. But that's the headline. (laughs) And what they're saying is the tabloids. I just see like boots with spurs Ah, and like the swingy door that goes both. There's not room for both of us in this royal family. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are in a last chance <laughs> saloon. Wait, isn't like a saloon? Don't isn't that a car over there? A saloon? I don't know. In the UK, isn't that? Oh, a, please. Anyway, uh, last chance saloon with the royal family, and will be cut off if they leak oh. any private details about the jubbly. Okay. This is just trying. Did you come up with something? I saw you working on. Uh, yeah. Uh, definition of saloon. Uh, 
uh, an often elaborately decorated public hall. So it's the same thing that it is over here. Apparently. And I thought the British called a car a saloon. I think there is a car that's called a saloon. A truck is called a lorry. Um, I mean, does it make more sense that no, they're in a none car? None of this makes together? any sense. The moral of this story is, and the takeaway is, the British media would like you once again to believe that Harry and Meghan are terrible people and they better keep their mouths shut. Otherwise, mm. they're in big trouble. I mean, okay, so let me just tell you the story. So according to a, quote, royal author who I love how the British media always like they're like a royal insider. I'm like, what does that actually mean? A person who kind of like goes to some fancy parties and knows a few people or like some like a person who's able to sneak in the shadows of the palace and overhear. things. Yeah, like a royal. uh, Anyway, this royal author, somebody Mm -hmm. who wrote a book. Um, said that Mary, uh, Megan, and Harry are in the last chance in the last chance saloon. Is that a thing? The last chance saloon. I don't know where do they get this from. With the royal family, and will be quote cut off if they leak anything from the jubilee. Uh, blah blah blah. Harry did not spend enough private time with Prince William, Kate, George, Charlotte, and Louis during the jubilee, and will not what the last chance saloon is a British term for. A difficult situation in which there is one final chance to put it right. Oh, okay. So thank context, you. Context, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Royal I was just Googling wrong. <laughs> no, I appreciate. Royal biographer and journalist Duncan somebody or other, Larkham, has now said the test begins for the royal couple, telling Closer magazine if anything from the weekend leaks, I imagine they'll be royally cut off and that'll be it. Wow. I mean, okay. Also, who, do you know anything? No. No. Like, no. you wrote a book and no. so you're sharing your thoughts. Great. Right. That's like, you know, if Daily you and Mail, I, call us. Hi, we, we got, got opinions. opinions on all sorts of stories. Oh, yeah. We'll take a quote. Actually, don't because I don't want to be a part of your hot mess Mm-mm. express because all this is doing. Or your last chance saloon. Mm-hmm. Because I would say. Uh, the, uh, you know, um, the royal family better be real careful. Otherwise, they're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> I mean, this is just absurd. Like, there, yeah. there is not... Also, why would you presume that Harry and Meghan would be uh, yammering out of the side of their mouth about what happened during the Jubilee? Because everything we've seen from that couple was they showed up, yep. they did their non-duty because mm-hmm. they have no duties anymore. Mm-hmm. Their only duties, and I know you keep thinking every time I say duty... You don't know. Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. They did exactly what they were supposed to do, which was nothing. Right. They colored and then they inside exactly the lines. Doing what they were supposed to not do. Right. So this is the thing that I find mm-hmm. interesting because what I uh. what I hear between the lines of whatever that was is that there's some sort of assumption that any time anything comes out in the American media about which, by the way, is nothing. Yeah. Because the majority of what you're hearing about the Jubilee is coming from the British tabloid media. Because guess what? The American tabloid media is busy. Yeah. With Kim Kardashian's like, butt breaking yeah. Marilyn Monroe's we've got dress. Our own like, royal we've got yes. to fry. Thank you. So like but but what I'm hearing in that is like there's some sort of assumption that they're talking to the media and like family secrets are being exposed. Like we don't care as much as you think we do. No, and not only that, we're not stupid. Like right. uh, like this just it seems why why is it that the British press always makes the royal family seem real petty? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there aren't petty uh you know, petty people. Every family's got petty people. 
Of course, but like it's always like, ooh, they better watch out, those two. Excuse me, but the royal family has everything. Mm-hmm. These two decided to like, I mean, I may not agree with the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you can imagine where the family would be, you know, that some people in the family were frustrated about how they went about things, but that's like between them. Like, right. But whatever. All I'm saying is like, why this constant obsession with like shaking your finger at Harry and Meghan when they're not even in your country anymore. Right. They literally said, we don't want to be around you because you're toxic. And then they are still wagging their you know fingers at them. Right. They literally dipped in, didn't stand on any balcony. Yeah. Said they hello to, to Granny. Yeah. Introduced her to Lilibet. Yeah. Hello. Didn't take a picture of her with Lilibet because she yeah. said no. I mean, they did everything they were supposed to do, to your point. And yeah, this is nonsense. This is created drama. Um, and again, to your point, there probably is drama in the family. Oh, there's for drama sure. There's in families. drama every family. Right. Remember, everyone has a Chet Hanks in their family. Yes. It's true. There is drama. It's true. It's true. That's nonsense. Um Jennifer Aniston. Oh my god. Not America's listen, sweetheart. I and Not listen, poor it's Jennifer for one Aniston. it's for one very specific reason. And I know that she's Because being, she never uh, you know, truly was accepted by the American public. Right. Because she hasn't had a baby yet. Oh. I'm just kidding. No, but I've heard people <laughs> I've heard like other shows talk about this. Uh, what she said in this variety interview. And it's not the whole of what she said. It's a very specific part of what she said. Okay. Thank you for asking me to, I'll tell you about the whole of what she said. So she just the whole. was on variety uh, in variety, the magazine. And she said the following, I feel so lucky that we got a little taste of the industry before it became what it is today. That's fair. More streaming services. You're famous from TikTok. You're famous from YouTube. You're famous from Instagram. It's almost like it's diluting the actor's job. Okay. All right. Some of that is great. Okay. And correct. Hold on. Now I lost the actual quote that it made me angry. (laughs) I got so angry I lost the quote. She said, right at the time uh, when the internet really shaped a new culture about people becoming famous... This thing of people becoming famous for basically doing nothing. Mm. Okay. I'm actually, I'm here a little bit, right? Like we've all kind of talked about that. Then she uses as examples, I mean, Paris Hilton. Okay. I mean, the heir to the Hilton. Yeah. Okay. But she herself maybe didn't do much. Okay. I want you to make your point. I'm sorry. And then the next name, the next name she says. Monica Lewinsky. Okay. Mm. That's it. That's where it lost me. That's where I was like, girl, no. That's more like no K. No K. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Monica Lewinsky did not ask for this behavior. No. Thank you. Thank you. See, so I don't even feel like I need to explain that. Well, do you want to explain? Because people might be, you know, might not understand. My issue with calling Monica Lewinsky, my issue is that she is calling Monica Lewinsky Famous for doing nothing. Well, she, in some ways, 
did not mean to do what happened that happened. And now it is a thing. But like in a lot of ways, Monica Lewinsky, and I think we've started to see it in a different way in 2022. Monica Lewinsky was basically a victim. She, I mean, she literally said, I'm looking at the worst yes. because I am, I am so blown away by Jennifer Aniston saying something so tone deaf. I mean, she, the quote, I mean, Paris Hilton, Monica Lewinsky, all those. All those to put the two of them in the same bucket. Monica Lewinsky even. was a victim. victim. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> and in 2022, we realized that in a different way than we did at that time. But she's still talking about it like Monica Lewinsky was angling to become famous. By She wanted anything but to become famous. Right. And then she decided to take what had happened to her and become an advocate publicly. Uh, Thank some you. many years after the fact, because she was so traumatized. Yes. Exactly. I mean, it was and not mistreated by the American public. And even if she had, that's her choice. Mm-hmm. And like for a woman, that's why I think for it's a woman. So again, I think what, <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> woman misogyny, <laughs> get used to it. Let me mansplain this. I just, you know, I was, I've been interested to hear how people are reacting to that. How are quote. They reacting? Well, they're reacting to the other, another part of it. That's the thing that's interesting to me is that people are reacting to not the part I just reacted to. What are they to. reacting to? Well, they're reacting to her. Uh, so for example, I'll read some of the comments okay. on the Twitter. Uh, somebody said, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston, a nepotism baby, wants to talk about diluting the actor's job. Got it. Right. So, like, that's what she says is that the people who became famous for doing, quote, doing nothing diluted the job of the actors who are the real famous people who are famous for doing well, something. So, th- so this is the point that I was going to make when you first started talking yeah. about that before you even dropped Monica Lewinsky, because then mm-hmm. it just took a whole new, different turn. But going back to the first part in that, which you just referenced, Mm -hmm. it is rich because like, do you, have you met Hollywood? Uh, Yes. Like, do you know the the Gabor family? What were they famous for? Um, That being Gabor's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, At a time when celebrities, you know, like there was a, that has always existed in Hollywood, like being famous for being famous. Do you know how many people turned their fame because of like, I don't know, some people got in like horrible accidents. Some people were part of like a, a crime mm-hmm. or like victims of a crime. Mm-hmm. People uh, became famous. Like that has never, that is not new. Right. The only thing that's different, I think, arguably is social media the and, in, the, the, and the, the fuel with which a person's career can go from zero to 60 has increased. Right. Right. Where right. the power of that has increased. And I'm not saying there's not an argument or a discussion to have there, but like this notion that like, oh, people are just I hate when people say things like, oh, people are just famous for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I, that is that's lazy. And there's a real critique to have with the Kardashians. Agreed. But you can't say that they are just famous for nothing. Well, A, and B, you can critique them, but you have to do it with the respect of recognizing the place that they hold. I mean, you can't take that away from them. Yeah. What they've done is worked. Yeah. And so the critique with them exists, but there's also then a critique of the American public who have held that up. Yeah. Right? But 
Yes, all of the things. I mean, there are so many problematic things with what she said. But that Monica Lewinsky thing, she's going to have to backtrack that statement. Well, that's, you know what? Hang on a second, because this is what I want to know, and I haven't looked yet. And so I'm going to look Monica live Lewinsky, on the I'm, air. I would not be surprised, as Colleen Googles yes. live on the air, you guys, this has never been done on the radio Ever. before. No, first time for everything. But Holly, while she's yeah. doing that, wouldn't you agree that like Hollywood is, has been, since its inception, full of people who, quote, are famous for doing nothing? Oh, absolutely. And tabloid journalism has existed for at least a hundred years where they would make salacious stories and celebrities out of everyday folks because they needed to sell newspapers. I mean, this is absolutely nothing new. It's just the mediums that we use are a little different. Like somebody would be in a horrible fire. Yeah. They would print that in the Mm -hmm. newspapers. That person would then become famous and travel the like country um, telling people about the fire they were in. I mean, this yeah. is not new. And go yeah. on the speaking circuit. Yeah. And in fact, celebrities, or not celebrities, excuse me, tabloids, I would argue 50, 60, 70 years ago, were very explicit in the kinds of things that they would publish. So don't think oh. everything was innocent back then. So I'm actually surprised Monica Lewinsky has not commented on this yet. Um, I think... Perhaps there's a lot of other things to be commenting on right oh, now. Sure. And she's commenting on some of them. And one of them is, I'm, well, maybe I'll make this my D-bag uh, tomorrow is the... Are we going to do politics? No. Yeah. The <laughs> author, I believe it's, uh, what's his name? James Patterson. Did you hear oh, about that? No. What happened? Colleen. Well, you can't not... He said in the USA Today, white authors are having a difficult time okay. All right. getting jobs. Yeah, pretty okay. sure... Pretty fresh from coming from a guy who doesn't even write his own stuff. Ooh, Holly, <gasps> Holly lowering the boom. Wow. wow. But anyway, so she has said she's done some commentary on that. Like, so there are other things that she's commenting on. And honestly, I she'll get to this. She'll get around to it, and but I can wait. <laughs> I just hope that uh, Jennifer, poor Jennifer Aniston, will. And that's that's the way she's like referred to in the media. It's a long story, but I I just hope that for Jennifer Aniston's sake that she revises that comment. A because it's like you're punching down, yes. you're punching down at Paris Hilton, which she can defend herself, and mm-hmm. you can make an argument about Paris Hilton. But I think if you write her off as sort of being famous for nothing, you're missing a huge story. But mm-hmm. also, more importantly, Monica Lewinsky didn't deserve to be uh, take her name out your mouth. Please, please. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, lest you think all we do is look for opportunities (laughs) to point out celebrities behaving badly. I actually have what we would call an anti-debag, a celebrity behaving amazingly when we come back. And honestly, this is a celebrity that I generally do not pay attention to, but I now have a very warm space right in my heart for. We'll tell you who it is after this on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. Now uh, we actually have uh, an incident of a celebrity behaving goodly. What? That's not a thing. Actually an anti D bag is what I would call this. We should just play the D bag segment in reverse. I don't even know how we'd go about (laughs) that. Um, John Cena. Oh, I know. Right. You didn't see me saying that. All right. (laughs) I see what Um, you did. Thank you. John Cena is my anti-D-bag. Okay, you may say, I don't know why that would be... I, I mean, I honestly don't. So okay, why well, don't you it's, tell me? it's actually such a heartwarming story. So here's what had happened. As you know, as we've talked about, as we've, you know, uh, been um, 
talking about for some time, the conflict in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine. Some odd days. Yes. Um, It's still happening. Mm -hmm. And early when many Ukrainian refugees were fleeing, uh, there was a mother, Liana Rahosin, who is the mother of, among other children, uh, a nonverbal son who has Down syndrome. And uh, because it can be really, I mean, for any kid, for any child, any adult, frankly, leaving your home causes a lot of distress. Oh, sure. But for this nonverbal child with Down syndrome, in order for her to keep him calm so that they could move fast away from their home, she told him that they were on a journey to meet John Cena. Oh. He's a huge John Cena fan. And uh, and he, she would say to him, we're 